Goblins and werewolves and witches fly free under the full moon of this Halloween. Pumpkins could eat you in this revelry. All this you're learning in your PhD. <laughs> okay, Jay. Okay. Uh, Your turn. So realizing that probably a f- like offense in this situation is maybe not the best thing as Jay is not the best runner. Um, he's going to take up more of a defensive kind of position at the back of the field. Um, mm-hmm. And he's going to be kind of like speaking to himself. Okay. Goddess of sport and communities isn't with me. Maybe goddess of, of the grave. Zathula. And he claps his hands together and he is going to summon his spiritual weapon which is a mm-hmm. spear with a, like a sword blade on the end of it, uh, which we cast as a bonus action. And that's going to act as like a, a, an extra defender for him. And then seeing uh, some, some skeletons with the ball coming up, uh, he's going to say, they did say I could do magic, so um, guiding bolt. And he's going to twin, okay. twin cast guiding bolt. So he brings his hands together and then points at two, right. two of these skeleton players. And he's going to just launch out two uh, guiding bolts. All right. So those are, um, those are attack rolls? Yes. Roll them. Uh, so the first one is a nat 20. Oh. <laughs> um, so that crits on a guiding bolt. Wow. Nice. Uh and the, the second one uh, is probably it, it's a 10 but I'm going to use my uh, once per short rest favoured by the gods ability and mm-hmm. uh, roll 2d4 try to add to it so 2d4 uh, so that takes the 10 to a 17 to hit they both hit. Roll me damage. So the first one, which I crit on, is going to take... Is it 4d6 twice? That's how that works? Mm-hmm. So much damage. Uh, so that is 10 and 18. So 28 points of radiant damage on that first. Yep. Yeah, this is a good one. Uh, and the second one is going to take... Seventeen points of radiant damage. Okay, so the one that is like in a defense position is the one that gets the face full of um, seventeen damage, and it does a very similar thing to what happened to the thunder waved um, skeleton. It, its bones just fly everywhere, but it's in a blaze of night, and you hear the the um, the, the the ghosts behind are like boo boo. Um, and the other one, you hit it with so much force that the bones fly everywhere and they actually fly, fly back into the crowd. Um, and some of them like grab the bones and they're waving them around really excitedly. Um, but then you, but the, the ball, you have nothing in the way now. What would you like to do? Uh, I think I'd like to use my spiritual weapon to just slam it. Uh, like a, just like, like, golf club swing just hit the ball so you golf club swing this ball hit it it just skims across the top of the field across the top of the grass and it bounces back into the um, to the it bounces off one of the poles and into the net actually um, and then the crowd just starts screaming and screaming and you hear three quick sharp whistles as the um, the drider referee calls half time and um you see Gordy waving you over and as you're running back you see these medics run onto the um onto the pitch and it's some goblin medics and they are picking up the bones of the defender that uh, got hit with the 17 putting it on a stretcher there's a pile of bones on the stretcher and they're running off and another medic has gone over to the goalie and it just puts its arms on its um on its hips and it shakes its head uh but Eventually, you go into the um, 
back into the locker room for a quick break uh, and you've reached half time. So now you can have a short rest if you would like uh, during this, this break. I will have a short rest. Um, yes, yeah. it's three to two. It is now three to two and you have one more half. Um, Gordy comes over and he's like, that's fantastic. I should have been on the team all, all season. I've never seen things like that. Um, so my spirit weapon only lasts a minute, so it's probably dissipated at mm-hmm. this point. Mm-hmm. Um, but Jay's going to be quite winded. Yeah, where? Where? <laughs> where uh, Thanks. <laughs> um, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll say you'll be right, laddie, and uh, cast healing word. Uh, I'm not. Jay. I haven't taken any damage, but I appreciate the like the help in, in getting me. It's more the physical exertion. Jay, Jay is Actually, not you know the strongest, what? Uh, especially because Alistair hasn't been doing particularly well. Um, I am going to say. Uh, uh, we've. We've been going all right, but I reckon we can do a little better, I think. And I'm going to cast Bless on everyone. Oh. Well, us three. Oh, nice. And we get a D4 to any attack or saving throws. Nice. Nice. Um, I also rolled all my hit, point, hit dice and have all my hit points back. Okay. Oh, good. Good. The other pumpkins, uh, the other scarecrows, sorry, they're just like having their drinks um, and they're like patting each other on the back. You get the sense that there's like a lot of um, camaraderie um, in this in this particular team, but eventually uh, Gordy stands up and he's like, all right, ready to get back at it. They're just like, did anyone see? Did our good, good, good work team? Uh, did anyone see Susie? The <coughs> side, she's quite, she's got, very lovely features. Did anyone see she's not a monster in any way? I've been. Did anyone see anyone in the crowd that's not a monster in any way? I give it. I gave the description out to the security trolls. They're not. They're not a smart bunch. They kept bringing children back. Um, but I got my eyes. They've got their eyes peeled on this, and I've um, actually sent a few disembodied eyeballs out to fly around the crowd and see what they can find as well. Eyeballs. Very good at seeing things. Good I, job. They're very good at seeing I turn this. to Alistair and Jay and I say, what if she's just still out in the feet, in the, in the corn? What if she's been attacked by something out in the corn? Um, yeah, Alistair probably just wants, I'm sure she's around here somewhere. She has a habit of showing up in the most unexpected of places anyway. Yeah, that's all that she's like. Let's go. <laughs> so the team runs back onto the field. Um, this time you can see as the Graven Him team runs out onto the field that they might have a new goalie because you might have more than doubled the skeleton's hit points. Yeah. <laughs> Criti- critic- but they've crit- got a new goalie. Critting on a guiding bolt. That's the dream. <laughs> they've got a new goalie. Nice. Um, they get they get back into position. They got to start with the ball last time, so this time you get to start with the ball, which means, Alistair, you get to go first this time. Okay. Um, and actually, this time, because you're now in the second half, the the crowd is going to get their turn first. Mm. Um, so let's have a look. Um, so up in the stands is um, a poltergeist and it looks through you and it tries to use a telekinetic thrust on the um, the pumpkin to try and move it to, to try and like throw you off. So that means um, oh wait, it can do it to a creature. It doesn't have to do it to the pumpkin. So it uses a telekinetic thrust on you. So you mm. need to make a charisma check contested by... Uh, I need to make a charisma check, sorry. Contested by your strength check, check to see if the poltergeist is able to push you far away and maybe give you a disadvantage. So okay. your strength and I'm charisma. The 18 strength. Okay, it... Uh, 
and only rolled an 11. So <laughs> you can feel this poltergeist is trying to push you um, and you just, you're like, no, this is my half this time. So you're able to push it away. So now what would you like to do? Um, hmm, what do I have? So I, I have the ball. Um, you're concentrating on bless. So I won't do that just yet. Um, I think what I'll do is I'll try a good old, uh, actually what I'll do is I'll, I'll cast guidance on myself. Um, and I'm just going to go for like a Beckham wonder shot, uh, so when when you go for a shot, is that is that an attack? Uh, no. Um, if ball? you want to, if this is because you already have the ball, you don't need to tackle to get it mm. off a, a skeleton. So if you want to try and take a shot, I will allow that to either be an athletics or an acrobatics check. All right, let's go for athletics, and I'll give seventy four. That was a two nineteen. Nineteen. Let's see what the skeleton rolls to. Ooh, so the other skeleton at the other end, this is the new goalie. Uh, Mm. They look, if it's possible, this skeleton looks like it's slightly younger than the other skeleton (laughs) um, and may not have quite as much experience. But because you're not used to kicking the ball like this and you're quite surprised at what you've done as it like flies through (laughs) the goal and it just touches the skeleton's fingertips it rolled one less than you it rolled an 18 and so it just hits the fingertips but goes right into the back of the net um and the the crowd just starts screaming and screaming um and uh the some of them have are throwing beer cups onto the onto the pitch. Um, these mm-hmm. do not appear to be mimics. It was just that one hot dog, um, but but they're loving it, so they're clapping. So that means you are now at a total of four points, three in the first half and one in the second half. Hey everyone, this is Joe. Thank you so much for listening to this latest episode of Dungeons and Dockers. If you enjoy the show, why not recommend the podcast to a friend? It really helps us out. If you have questions for our cast about the show or a submission for a mid-show message, head on over to dndoctorates.com. That's dndoctorates.com. You can also help support the show by checking out our sweet, sweet merch over at merch.dndoctorates.com. Honestly, I cannot tell you just how comfortable those sweatshirts are. Oh my gosh, I wear it all the time. It's amazing. (laughs) And now, back to the show. Which means next up, it's... Ron Holt, but before you are able to do anything, you feel uh, someone throws one of the little dolls onto the pitch at the same time as oh, throwing no. <laughs> throwing the cups, and so it it starts trying to grab your ankles. So it has an attack roll for that. Oh, it fails that. Um, unless you have. I'm a class of five, which I'm pretty sure you do not. Um, And then it starts laughing and it's like this weird little, but it's like, it's quite unnerving. So you have to roll a wisdom saving throw. You do have bless on this. Okay. So do I still have disadvantage from last time or not? Yes. Because I, you have disadvantage from last time, but you do have bless. Okay. Okay. Um, And it is a wisdom save. Um, oh my gosh, that was one side to the other side. Um, so eight plus bless is 10. Oof, the DC was 11. So as this starts laughing, you get feel overwhelmed by this fit of laughter as well. Um, and it's, it's a weird laughter. Like it's almost like the doll is laughing out of your mouth at the moment. Um, and you are hit, you are incapacitated for one turn um, through this ridiculous laughter that's coming out of your mouth. Um, but you are able to kick the doll away, but unfortunately that means that is a failure because you cannot use your turn this time. So that means next up we've got Jay. Uh, Jay, seeing the effect that the crowd has on the game, is going to... Sp- work the audience alright Fields United this is Gordy's last game he's our captain he's been that captain for a decade 
He's been playing for a decade. We need to give him the best final send-off. And let's really give it to these Gravenham people. Alright, so I'm gonna call that a charisma a charisma check. Mm-hmm. Um, would you call it a persuasion? Uh, yes, you can have it a persuasion. Alright, persuasion. Uh, I'm going to re- I rolled a, a 12. I'm going to re-roll that because I can be much better. I'm going to roll- I rolled a 7. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be lucky. I'm going to re-roll that one. Uh, come on, persuasion. Better than a 7, please. Yeah. Okay, 15. Okay, with a 15, and they roll quite high, so they're they're really receptive to this, and you, you're really appealing to the home crowd. There's a lot of them here, and so they they start cheering, and you can see that, um, like, Gordy, like, looks around at them. He looks quite happy that he's getting this uh, really, really strong reception, and there's a couple of pixies that are in the crowd, and they, like, point at point at him and he lights up in this pixie dust and he is able to zip around all of the other skeletons so that he does one of those things where he kicks the ball up into the air and then he like scissor kicks it into the goal um, as this pixie dust dust raises him up so he has a little bit of flight time um, and smacks straight past this new reserve goalie uh, into the back of the net so that was absolutely a a pass right there which means we've only got two rounds left uh alistair it's your turn all right um so they have the ball uh so i kind of need to so try something I they think... have the ball you've got to try and get it back but first you see something pop up in the corner of your eye mm-hmm. um, as you see a will-o'-wisp pop-up that somebody may have cast. You can't really see where it had come from or whether it just wandered onto the pitch. You're not really, really sure. Um, And it is going to look at you. I'm not going to use that. I'm going to use something different. Um, And it is going to try and shock you, so it's going to make a spell attack. What is with this thing? Alright, well, it rolled a six. So uh, it tries to mm. shock you, um, and it doesn't quite work. Like, it's out of range. Uh, it looks almost like it yeah. falters a little bit, and it changes colour, like, to a, a bright red, and you get the feeling that maybe it was a little bit embarrassed <laughs> by failing, um, and then it goes invisible. Okay. So well, now I suppose it's I'm like, okay. Uh, and then uh, I'll, I'll head towards the player and cast Guiding Bolt. Um, which is... 22. Oh, that hits, yep. Um, yeah, and it, it does 12 radiant damage. 12 radiant yeah. damage, okay. So this thing, like, stumbles over. It's actually still up. Um, and even though it stumbles, you don't do quite enough damage to it to actually get it out of the way. This thing has 13 mm. hit points. Um, so it's able to just like slip around you um, and run and get a goal. Um, kick past, what's his name? Brutus Butternut, who tries to dive for the ball, but he dives the wrong way. So that means we've got, you're still in the lead. You've still got five points and they've only got four. Um, so this if you win this next one, you will win the game. If you lose this next one, you will have to go to a tiebreaker. So, Ron Holt, it's on your shoulders. Um, okay, am I still disadvantaged? Am I, yeah, do I still you have disadvantage? You are no longer um, disadvantaged and you have lost your, um, you, you're no longer paralyzed, so you do get your turn. Um, but as as this is happening, you can see some of the witches who are circling around on their brooms. They cast something down at you, and you need to make a dexterity saving throw um, as they try and cast grease on the field. Uh, 16. 16. So you are not caught in the grease, which means that you can turn Don't what you, you would like to do. Um, okay, so Ronholt sort of... Um, after you know the absurdity of being like scared and and 
all these other things happening. He's having trouble sort of getting his head in the game because this game is very weird and there isn't like he's not getting into like a flow state mm. playing today. Like he's very much like out of it. And so he's like, I just want this game to finish. Uh, so what can I do? Cause he needs to find Susie and that's like his main goal. Uh, and so he looks back up at the, with the werewolf contingent in the crowd and he's like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I'm going to work this out. I'm going to wolf out. And um, he's going to, just think wolfy thoughts, the most wolfy thoughts he can think, and he transforms into this, into this grey, majestic grey wolf. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's casting wild shape, or he's wild shaping, um, and then I think as the wolf, I want to like run up and like rip the leg uh, oh. off the the skeleton that has the ball. Okay, yeah. so that will be an attack roll. Um, I will Fair. I will allow you this one time. I will an, allow you an advantage purely because this is scary for the other the other skeleton. Um, and actually, it needs to roll to see if it got greased. Uh, it, and it did get greased actually, so it's prone. So it's advantage anyway. So and just just because I feel like saying it, technically, wild shape is an action. So technically, if we were playing regularly, wild shaping would be my action, mm-hmm. and then in the next round, I would have to attack. Yeah. But well, in this I'm, case, I'm happy to take that as okay. that's your skill check. Okay. Just in case anyone was shouting while just then, being like, "You can't do that!" Um, I just owning up, <laughs> owning up to it. Okay. So I have advantage. You said. Yeah. And do I? Am so I still blessed? You're still blessed. Uh, the skeleton yep. that had the ball is in Greece. So that is difficult terrain, um, but it did fall over. It, get, it got knocked prone. Um, but if you want to wolf out and try and get over the grease and get the ball out of you as well as drag its yep. bone off its leg, then that is fine. Okay. Uh, so I'm just going to attack. Yeah. Uh, and it's just bite attack because the wolf. Oh, natural 20. Nat 20. <laughs> All right. Yeah. How do you want to do this? <laughs> Uh, so I think uh, the wolf, uh, my first intention was if I had a success, I would like then like nose it mm-hmm. like a like a dog does. Uh, but I think I am too successful in getting the leg. And so I kick the goal with the um, with the skeleton's leg. Oh, so you kick both the ball and the leg and the skeleton's bone and probably the skull as well. They go flying into the back of the... No, no. So I have the skeleton's foot in my ah. mouth and I like like leg with the foot on it in my mouth and I like kick <laughs> the goal with the skeleton's leg. It's like thrashing leg. around. Just like in my mouth. With a bone. Yeah. Yep. So as you're thrashing around, because you're in difficult terrain, so this makes sense, you don't really want to do much running, the other leg from yeah. the skeleton, which is flying around because it's not in your mouth, it smacks the ball and it hits it past, and the goalie doesn't even know what to do because it was not expecting this because no one was running towards it, and he just stands there paralysed for a second, and the it hits his face um, and pushes back, um, and he falls flat backwards into the goal, and the ball slides in over the top of his um, over the top of his head. Um, and then everyone just starts screaming. All of the crowd jumps up. You can see all these trolls and ogres are like jumping up and down. Um, and so it's actually like making the stadium shake almost. Um, you can see that a couple of vampires have burst into tears. Um, they're wearing the, the Fields United shirts um, and they're, they're hugging each other. They're really, really, really excited. And all of the team, they just start running towards Ron Holt and they're piling up on him, giving him like a really, really big hug. Um, eventually, the, the skeleton is able to crawl out of this pile of ske- uh, scarecrows that are on top of Ron Holt. It's a dog but pile. But just like giving him a big... <laughs> I think it is a dog pile, but as like a kind of flavor thing, very Beauty and the Beast-esque, as they like, as they slowly like come off, this uh, wolf that they'd like piled up on, they come off Ron Holt the wolf, and now there's just like Ron Holt the the human. Like all mm. his uh, all his werewolf esqueness has completely gone away, and he's just standing there with like 
his his ripped fancy clothes and he's like looking at his hands now back to like human hands and just kind of staring at uh, Alistair and Jay. So as this happened, because you had to transform into this wolf, it actually broke the mask. And so when you transformed back into a human, there's like a big collective gasp from the crowd as they look, oh, no. look at you. I didn't think that. And there's this one second of silence and then they just start <laughs> and clapping and going crazy. Um, and the band starts playing. Um, they, they're like this big brass band that's playing this, this music that um, is probably maybe the theme song of um, Fields United. Um, Gordy is just crying and he's screaming and he's laughing. Um, and then you can see these two big doors open up and one of the, one of the other pu- uh, scarecrows that's next to you, um, whose name is uh, Vincent Queensland Blue, um, he, he's like, oh, it's, it's, the, it's the mascot, the mascot's coming, woof one, woof one. Um, and the door opens up and very, very, very slowly a giant flail snail starts oozing its way out of this this thing onto the field slowly slowly and it's leaving back this like a long trail of slushy silver stuff as it's moving onto the field and running behind it Susie is there scooping the little <gasps> sludge up into all of these little jars that she's got with her what would you like to do um I think I'm a little bit in shock. <laughs> I don't know whether I've fully recognised that Susie's here, and I'm just still staring at Alice and Jay, Jay just um, just being like, "I'm fixed." I Jay puts his hands, I get one of his hands on on your shoulder. You were never broken. I definitely was. I was a werewolf. He, Jay like looks like gestures the rest of the crowd. So are they. They aren't broken either. Also, that's Susie. He points at Susie. She, when she hears you yell her name, she like looks up and waves. I'll just like put a hand on. Well, I'm not quite sure what I can reach, but somewhere appropriate. And um, I will say, I think this is your moment, and uh, I'll cast guidance in case any charisma checks have to happen. <laughs> Uh, did you say Susie was uh, perked up or was running over? Yeah, so she saw, she heard Jay say her name and so she like looked up and looked over at you and she's just waving because she recognises you. She doesn't recognise the other two. Um, yes, I I start to sort of jog over and I start fast and as I get closer I like slow down realising that I, I'm like, uh, 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 Susie, are you okay? We appear to be in some sort of uh, alternate reality or something. <laughs> are you okay? It's fine. It's not the first time it's happened. But I met some lovely hags, and they told me that some sports was happening, and I thought I'd come over, and then I found a big snail that's full of snudge. It was a good time all round. Good. Uh, I... T- uh, that's good. I don't know, um, I was going to meet you in the, it was going to be, I was going to meet you and then there was big thing and now this has happened and, uh, uh, we won. Uh, She's just like, I had little clips and she's like, I, I saw the last one where you kicked it and you were such a beautiful wolf and now you're a beautiful human. And she's just like doing little clips. Thank you. I, um, I did it, um, I, I sort of wanted to, like, talk to you slowly with more, uh, letters, because I was, I was enjoying that, um, but then I, I, something happened, there was some sort of accident, and then I, I needed your help, but I don't, I'm now not a werewolf, so I don't need your help anymore, but, um, uh, I, if it's okay, I'd like to keep uh, writing you uh, some some letters. I, I think you're amazing. He like comes over to you and she puts her hand on your elbow because she's quite short and she's um, she says, "I don't want to know you because you need help. I want to know you because you're you." 
that's that's lovely. I know that uh, I know that like your faculty, you know, sometimes does oca- occasionally do things with the with like with with sports faculty, and I've seen you around, and I just I. I I know I'm just such a lout, you know, and I, I just thought if you got to know my poetry before getting to know me, uh, you would, uh, maybe, maybe I would have a chance. But then one thing led to another and then I, I really needed to see you. I, I could still use some help, actually. I think I know magic now. Um, I don't know what's happened. Her eyes are just like really wide. She's like, Wow. Well, maybe, maybe we could explore it together. Um, maybe over a bit of coffee. Yeah. Oh, that'd be that'd be really good. Um, she just like reaches out, maybe once and holds out her arms for a hug. And she, he he like like leans so far down and gives her a hug. And the crowd's just um, like, yeah. And um, there's there's one big ogre that's not very far away, and he's like, oh, they're so beautiful, and um, wipes a big tear off his eye. Um, as these two two pumpkin eye moons are like glowing above you and all the stadium lights are just flashing around and people are just having the time of their life Jay puts his hands on Alistair like his hand on Alistair's shoulder he looks over at Susie uh, and and Ron Holt embracing and he says tale as old as time Susie and the beast I'm so upset and it's so (laughs) good (laughs) Gordy gathers you all up and he he's just so happy and so excited and he takes you to the Fields United um, winning after party. It's his final final um, game there. You can see that his team absolutely loves him, but they just completely let loose tonight. Um, you, you can hear that they're making plans to go out and like haunt some people in celebration. Um, they're just really really getting into it they really embrace him he's getting excited he's telling you about how he's now going to start his thesis to close the to close the pumpkin gap that is not present in concussion research um and it's this epic night of dancing and haunting there's fake blood (laughs) fake um that's just like being thrown everywhere the vampires are there they um they're they're really good djs um having an absolute blast and so your weird night of pumpkiny madness comes to an end as finally Gordy takes you back to the portal um, knocks three times and it opens up and he's like I'll be seeing you soon mates I'm sure it's going to be a long lasting friendship yeah I have one question before we go that last goal was that an own goal for Gravenham, or did we actually score that ourselves? I'm still unclear on, how, on the legality of that one. It was definitely an own goal. What a way to win! Uh, well, it's been it's been strange, uh, and uh, <laughs> Jay just like gives him a like a shakes his hand and the steps to the pumpkin. He shakes the hand back um, and he turns to Alistair and he's like, you did your best, mate. I saw I saw your dedication in there. And if you ever think you want to do a bit of sports medicking, oh, you can just give me a call. And he reaches out his hand and tries to shake yours. Well, it's uh, certainly been a weird one, that's for sure. But, uh, well, till the next time, I suppose... Um, and he bends down and puts his hand on Susie's um, shoulder and he's like, I think you're real popular with those hags. Uh, keep in contact. I'd love it. I'm sure they'd love a letter. And um, you know what? I'm thinking that maybe I'd l- like to learn a little bit more about, about that snail sludge. So keep in touch. And she just nods and she says, absolutely anytime. A pumpkin in need is a friend indeed. Um, and she steps out of the portal. And then finally, Gordy turns to Ron Holt and both hands on either shoulder. And he says, I hope you know that everyone sees you as a hero. Ron Holt takes a deep breath and he goes, thank you very much. It was quite a night. Uh, I 
I appreciate and respect this amazing sport that you have, and I hope to never need to play it ever again. I do require more rules and just uh, just a little more structure. But gosh, it was fun to be creative and thank you so much. You're welcome and I hope I'll be seeing you soon, mate. And he shakes your hand. As a spectator, absolutely. <laughs> um, and he shakes, you ha- shakes your hand and steps back. So as the four of you come out the other side of the pumpkin, there's one moment where you're like all looking at each other, making sure everyone's okay. Um, And then you turn around and you can see there's only a little pumpkin there now. Just one normal size orange pumpkin. There's no jack-o'-lantern face, but you can see maybe it looks like um, maybe there's the scars of something that had been carved into it, but there's no big pumpkin. Um, And... Susie kind of like stretches her arms and yawns um, and turns around and uh, takes Ron Holt by the hand and she's like, come along, let's go have a breakfast date. I was literally just thinking, (coughs) sorry, I was literally just thinking the exact same thing. A lot to unpack and uh, yes, I should stop talking. Let's do that. And the two of them walk out of the greenhouse together. I like the idea that he's like almost being dragged by her. Not dragged because he doesn't want to go no, there. She's, she's, she's got a lot more it. determination yeah. than him. Yeah. Well, Alistair, I didn't hear peanut butter once, so I think that went pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that, uh, that's one way of thinking about it for sure. But um, it's all, always, uh, well, it's always quite a time, isn't it, with uh, with Sue's? So yeah. Definitely is. If you excuse me, I'm going to go find a quiet corner of the library and go have a nap. And as you all head off to bed or breakfast, you can revel in the knowledge that you have won the Squash Ball World Cup. (laughs) Yay! Hey folks, Russ here, switching things up just a little bit for the mid-show message this week. That's right, we still have a little bit more content for you to come. As always, thank you so much for listening to the show. It really means a lot to us. And of course, we love getting your questions and comments. We do have a Common Room episode coming up very soon. And we're going to be discussing all things for the first season essentially so get your questions in soon if you have any and of course don't forget you can also submit your mid-show messages to be read out here uh, by going to dndoctorates.com and hitting up the submission form there of course after this episode this week we are getting into the special arc that is dm'd by me for a change and it was a really fun story with uh, some returning characters and some new characters and I think all of you are going to have a blast listening to that as well I won't hold you up any longer though please stick around there's just a little bit more as we join just for a brief amount of time Harold and Meredith as they look to return the missing books we join Harold and Meredith outside the Rathmore Manor a few days after we last caught up with them. It's been a it's been a rough time for them since they were last here at the Rathmore Manor. And it took them a few days to to deal with some things to before they could get here and return these books and get paid. So you've gone up to the front door, you've rung the bell and the uh, manservant has opened it there. The very tall fellow who Meredith previously noticed had some interesting stitching on their wrist. Good morning. Hello. Um, it's, it's nice to see you again. Uh, my name's Meredith. This is Harold. Uh, we're here to return some books to Mr. Rathborn. Ah, excellent. I will fetch Master Rathmore. Oh, sorry, Master Rathmore. And he leads you into the the entry uh, hall while he goes off to fetch Frederick Rathmore. Um, Meredith is just going to look up at, at Harold and just be like, ah, Rathmore, 
dang it. <laughs> and then she just like shakes her head and, and walks on in. Um, awesome. Now, last time we were here, um, the, the manservant had given us an item which we found, which I'm going to need reminding what that item was. I believe it was a small pouch or bag or something. Yes, it was a, a shoulder, little shoulder bag that you mm. now would know would be the bag of one of these pixies, which I remind mm. you, you mm-hmm. didn't return to the pixie. You kept hold of. No. Uh, yeah. But he was planning on giving it to uh, Frederick's little sister's as like a gift for her dolls. So I think I'll turn to the manservant and say, yes, thank you uh, very much for this. Uh, and I'll produce the, the little handbag. Um, as promised, uh, I've returned it to you. And, um, you know, you can do with it what you like. But uh, it was very helpful. Thank you very much. Ah, good. He takes it, uh, gives it a bit of a smell. I think this might need a wash. And he puts it in his pocket. Meredith just kind of looks up at him and goes, yeah, I, I, yeah, I'd probably give it more than one wash. He's, he's about to say something when uh, Frederick walks into the room. Ah, Harold. Yes. It's good to see you again. And your companion, um, uh, Mary. It's good to see both of you. It's Meredith, but I forgot your name as well. So we're even. Oh, well, Good. She's like grinning at him. <laughs> You'll have to uh, merit this not from around here. Uh, you know, it's hard to learn everybody's names in circumstances such as this. Well, I. Uh, I know, all- but I'm normally really good at it, Harold. <laughs> oh, I don't know. Uh, Something's weird. Oh, quite. Well, you know, putting all of that aside, uh, we we have managed to locate the books of yours, and I'm happy to report that. Um, Things are a lot less nefarious than they seemed to begin with, I think. Ah, good. Um, let's let's take this into my study. We don't need to discuss this here in the, the hallway. And he'll lead you. Yes, sure. Back, uh, lead on. Study. Um, go and fetch them uh, their, their money that they had due, please. Yes, sir. And the manservant walks off. Please, uh... uh you have the books with you, I'm hoping? Uh, yes, I, I do. And um, I'll produce the books from my satchel, which I have. Good, good. They look like they're in... Well, I mean, they look like they're in the condition that they left in. Uh, please, just just yes. uh, set them on my desk there. And tell me, was it was it much of a challenge? You say that there was nothing untoward that's happened... Somebody broke into my house. Nah, they just got pinched by a bunch of pixies. Pinched by some pixies, you say? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Did you know there was an underground library in this city? Because I certainly didn't. No. But yeah, apparently these pixies really wanted them for the collection. Yes, it's a, it, it, it seems like they're, um, you know, fey magic. Sort of, mm. you know, circumvented a lot of the uh, protections you have around here. Mm. You know, has a flavour of its own, uh, as you may be aware, if you've ever studied uh, the, the Fey realm. I can't say that I'm that familiar, but I think uh, I think Father had installed some iron bars on the windows, which I found ghastly, but perhaps there was some reason he had them installed. I'll have to find wherever they've gone and put them back up. Sounds like it might be a good plan, because I feel like those pixies know where you are now. Yes, and, and you know, it, it turns out that their motivations, uh, I don't think you were targeted specifically. No. I think they just sort of uh, a big fan of merriment and jest and you just happen to be the victim uh, this particular time. Ah, uh, well. Yeah, they were just having a bit of fun. I'm harmless. sure once those iron bars are back up on the windows and everything is set right as, as it once was, that shouldn't be a problem anymore. Uh, it's interesting that father had such defences already in place curious well um, that's probably all I need to hear from you it looks like the books are are here and they appear to be in good condition 
Uh, he starts flicking through Van Richten's guide just casually. Yes, yes, everything seems to be in order. Right, well, unless you have anything you'd like to discuss with me, I believe our business is completed. And I must say, I am very pleased with the service that you have rendered, and I will be recommending you and the guild to my friends. Well, thank you very much. Yes, yes. We appreciate that a lot. Much appreciated. Uh, You know, we were sort of expecting to have to hunt down some criminals and case a warehouse or something, but luckily it seems... You just ended up having to teach a bunch of pixies how to play monsters, right? Yes, they... um, they were very fond of, fond of games, uh, as is your yeah. sister, it seems. Uh, oh? You spoke with my sister? Just briefly to see if she had noticed anything amiss, and, uh, you know, she was in the midst of a tea party. It seems like she'd be keen for some guests, you know? Yeah, she was so helpful. I see. Well, um, I hope she wasn't much of a bother for you. No, not at all. No, like I said, she was really helpful. That's... Surprising to hear, but I'm glad that you were able to solve the mystery. Ah, yes, and here comes your payment. Uh, the manservant has come in with a, a large bag of gold coins. Uh, it looks like it's a bit of, bit of weight. <laughs> Does Meredith's eyes like do that cartoon thing with the dollar signs? <laughs> yeah, because this is a lot of money. It's a this lot, of, a gold. lot of gold. Uh, yeah. As you recall, he set you off with a uh, an advance on the full amount mm-hmm. but here is the the rest of the payment uh, which I believe is a, he offered you was it 900 or a thousand gold I think it was a thousand yeah. and he gave us yeah. 300 yeah. Up yeah. Front. so it's a yeah. thousand gold pieces in total so that's this is an additional 700 gold which is a lot of money Beep. a lot so probably again um, Harold would probably take it and just sort of weighing it up in his head, being like, that seems right, uh, and won't, again, won't count it, just sort of take Rathmore's I don't word. know if Harold's ever um, held <laughs> 700 gold pieces. Perhaps you've held 700 no. silver pieces. Well, Harold probably doesn't deal much in silver pieces. Um, 700 silver pieces being about 70 gold is yeah. is like an equivalent. Like, oh, that's about, yeah, that seems right. He probably makes a show of not counting it, just based on honour. And of course, as per our agreement, you will keep your dealings with me confidential. Yes, of course, sir. We have no reason to disclose any of this. Uh, You know, uh, the books are are yours to do with you what what you wish. And, um, you know, the details are already forgotten. Good. Yes, I, I imagine some people would have thoughts about these books but they were just part of my father's collection and well we'll leave it at that shall we say do you mind if i ask you a question about them though <sighs> oh i suppose you may ask but whether or not i answer i mean you don't yes. you don't have to answer yeah it's fine it, it's none of my business really but like if you're if you're comfortable ask ans- um answering the necromancy book do you know do you know where he found that like where it I believe came from. he brought it with him when he, he left the old country. The old country. Oh, I'm sorry. I forget that you aren't from here. Um, whereas Harold would know that no. my family immigrated to Ferramustus. Oh, I was just a boy. It was almost before my time. Right. Where from? Oh, a, a place out west that's... Uh, well, I suppose it doesn't exist anymore. It has a new name now, but oh. it's uh, oh, not sorry. something that we like to speak about. Well, if there's nothing else, thank you very much for your time. Yes, it, it was our pleasure. I'm, I'm glad we could be of help. And uh, yes, I'm sure you know how to catch us if you need us in the future. Yes, I will. Next time I have need of adventurers, I will ask for for you. With the guild, of course. Yes, yes, of course. It was a pleasure doing business with you, Mr. And Rathmore. perhaps if I have something that requires a an approach that need not be spoken about in certain circles, perhaps I contact you directly. Assuming, of course, I don't start hearing rumours in certain circles about these books. 
give it some time and we'll see how how yes. much you can keep your word. Well, you know, my uh, my family is built on generations of uh, of honour, so I'm sure you can count on us. Good. Good. Please uh, see see the two adventurers out, will you? Yes, sir. If you would walk this way, please. Uh, he leads you to the front mm-hmm. door. Thank you again for returning the bag. Well, I know you have a good use for it, so you're welcome to it. Yes, I hope Isabel will like it. Can you pass on our thanks to her, please? She was really helpful. I can do that. And he will close the big door behind you, and you're out uh, in front of the Rathmore Manor, sun shining. (sighs) I am so glad that's over. Don't know about you. Those books have just been hanging over my head for the last couple of days. Yes, it always feels good to get a, a job complete, but uh, I suppose in the end it was quite a simple task. It's a shame about everything that happened afterwards, of course. Yeah, yeah. We shall have to uh, offer Potentia uh, a cut. She was also very helpful when she's finally feeling oh, up to some socialising. Do you, do, do you know if Rafi had any family? You know, I don't. He um, he never spoke to me of anybody. Uh, maybe we should set aside a little bit just to... And maybe do some digging and see if we can find out any information. I think uh, Potentia would actually be the best person to start with. She seems to be the one who knew him the most. Something tells me he yeah. didn't really, uh, you know, have too many friends. It seemed like he didn't get taken too seriously by the other rogue society people, so... Yeah... Someone should know. Well, at least we'll know. Yeah, that's true. Meredith kind of takes a deep breath and sighs. Are you up for some lunch? Always. And we will leave you two there.